Next on BYU Sports Nation, V is for Vegas. Victory and vindication. BYU basketball focused on all three. Oh, and we're live from the Orleans Arena. The West Coast Conference Championships begin today, plus the BYU football schedule is officially out. And second-ranked men's volleyball busts out the brooms again. Aloha sweep. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada, here's Spencer Linton and Jared Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live from Las Vegas in Radio Vision. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, March 3rd, wherever and however you are dialed in. It's great to have you with us, everyone. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with my simulcast co-host of now two years. And a man who still hasn't punched me in the face, Jerem Jordan. That time will come at some point in the future. It always does for everybody that does this in the business. Everyone gets punched in the face. Everyone does. It's just how it is. I can't believe it's been two years um, since we launched the show on TV. So for the first six months, starting Labor Day 2013, we were on the radio. And then we didn't get fired. So then they said, okay, let's go to TV. Which was awesome. Yeah, and here we are. They haven't found anyone better. So we're still on the air, and it's awesome, and it's been a lot of fun. And this morning we were, we were thinking about how many different locations we've done the show. This, this is the ninth different location we've broadcast the show. A couple in Miami, three now in Vegas since we were here about nine weeks ago. That was quick. Uh, and then four in, in Provo. So it's fun to get out on the road, fun to be here. There's going to be a lot of great basketball played uh, this weekend. A lot on BYU TV, too. Something weird happens every year, or big. So two years ago, every we, we launched the, the simulcast. One year ago, you had no hair. Yeah, that's right. That was last year. Yeah, we, we had shaved my head on Monday. And so, yeah, I looked very different. What's the big the thing least. that's going to happen this year? <laughs> Will it be... A men's basketball championship for BYU? We brought the tourney train hat. We've got it. In fact, Michael Hunter, do you mind handing me that? We've got the hat just in case. Mm-hmm. Just in case. So Tuesday, if BYU wins the championship, we've got the hat. Or if one of us wants to call the shot early, we've got the hat. And it's snapback. So that's cool, too, apparently. Anson Winder already called his shot with the tourney train hat. In <laughs> Studio B, he wore, he wore it the whole Anson, segment. Anson looked good, too. Today's the rare day we, where we both wear a suit on a non-Sunday as well. <laughs> I wear a suit all the time, man. I know. Welcome I to do, the club. I do not. Yeah, I do okay. not. I'm not a seminary teacher. As it stands, Viva Las Vegas, and we're doing a big, fantastic guest lineup today. We have Paul Sabin, an ESPN analytics specialist, a guy who's worked on the BPI, who can explain things like RPI. And give us the shot that BYU has to win three games in Vegas. And what about the West Coast Conference? Are they going to get two teams in the NCAA tournament? He's all about the numbers. Yeah, one bit league to me, but we'll ask him. Melinda Bendall, women's basketball assistant coach, will join us. They're going to practice here coming up in about half an hour behind us on the court. And now for a third year running... On day one of our coverage from the West Coast Conference Tournament, we will be joined by Associate Commissioner Jeff Toriel to talk spring training baseball. Speaking of and baseball. maybe some basketball. Yeah, exactly. And BYU baseball on the road today. Three-game series starts with uh, Kansas. Tanner Chauncey will join us live from Lawrence. How about the Cougars? Seven and one. And their bus broke down yesterday, apparently. We'll ask them uh, what happened. Figure it out! I can hear Mike Little would just get mad at the bus driver. Yeah. Figure it out! Yes, I can. Here are today's BYUSN headlines. The 2016 BYU football schedule was officially announced. The game at Boise State on the Blue moved from Saturday, October 22nd to Thursday, October 20th. So now you know your Thursday night plans in Boise for October 20th. 
And today's practice, too, as well for BYU. How about that? Uh, reports yeah. of uh, different positions, like linebackers working with uh, the defensive line, different cornerbacks working with safety. So we're seeing some what Bronco Mendenhall used to call cross-training for the BYU defense. It's one of those monumental days for BYU football as well, Jeremy. It actually kind of is. Countdown to the Wildcats. 184. I can get excited about this, though. Six, Six months. months away. Okay. Yep. Six months. Now, that's a nice round number. Half a year. Half a year. It's a long time. Why are we counting this hey, down? We're closer. Look, if you look at it from a year perspective, tomorrow we'll be closer to the game than we are away from it. In a year's timeline. Yet, we're still six months away. <laughs> I don't look forward to anything six months away. Hey, what up, what up with you and Unless Brian Logan yesterday pulling the silent treatment on the countdown, too? You weren't there to rep, man. Oh, I was repping. You I were was, gone, but you didn't have a sending voice. Sending you death <laughs> stares through the television. You were trying to punch me in the face. That's where the punch to the face I was giving came you. <laughs> yes. Six, hey, six months from today, BYU at Arizona. Okay. Today? Can we just fast forward like five and a half of those? Yeah, yeah. The West Coast Conference Tournament starts <laughs> today. Coverage live on BYU TV. Hey, how about second-ranked BYU men's volleyball? Dude, they swept Hawaii. All they do is sweep people. They are the custodian of the MPSF with the broom. 11 straight. Ben Patch had 22 kills, increasing a school record that brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. The BYU men's volleyball team sweep streak is at 11 matches, 33 sets, and it's been 40 days since they lost a set. 40 not, days! Not a, not a match. A, not a match. set. Allen Iverson just in. Not a match. Not a match. A set. So they, they sweep Hawaii. That's a nice win. Hawaii really tough at home. Uh, and now BYU has a rematch on Friday against Hawaii. If so they can they win have that, a day in between the matches. Yes, because of the men's basketball schedule in the Stan Sheriff Center for Hawaii. There you go. So Wednesday, Friday. So hopefully they get a chill a little bit, and I think they will. BYU baseball, as we just mentioned, beginning a three-game series with Kansas in Lawrence today at 4 Eastern, live on ESPN3. The Cougars working to improve a 7-1 and one record. And then softball is at the Wildcat Invitational in Tucson, setting the stage for BYU's cactus kickoff, as Arizona called it. Did you see that? The cactus kickoff. I don't know if I'm going to embrace that. Playing Mount St. Mary's and 15th-ranked Arizona. First game starts 6 Eastern for the ladies. Tons going on and plenty of reason to rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Las Vegas business trip. Our Twitter question today. Well, it's kind of casting the wide net, Jerem. Roll it out. What are your expectations for BYU basketball at the West Coast Conference Tournament? Use the hashtag BYUSN at BYUFAN1995. Blowout win, nail-biter win, nail-biter win. Tourney champs, dancing shoes. And I would add the, uh, the conductor hat, the tourney train hat. Blowout win, nail-biter win, nail-biter nail win. win. Ooh. So one big, I'll take three wins close. by one point each. BYU hasn't won a conference tournament championship since 2001. It has been that 15, crazy. 15 years. 15 years? Dave Rose has never won a conference tournament championship, and he's been to the NCAA tournament in eight of ten seasons. That is crazy. As an at-large. I was a junior in high school when BYU won its championship. By the way, good luck to my Copperhills Grizzlies tonight against Lone Peak. 
at the U of U, 7.30 local time up there. Cool, you had to get that in. Copper, go Grizzlies, man. Okay, so what, here's Take the thing. Take down that, that one Duke commits uh, team. What are your expectations for BYU <laughs> basketball at the West Coast Conference Tournament? I'll tell you a couple of things that I am expecting, Jeremy. I expect parity, and in terms of March Madness, BYU? I, expect, I just expect something crazy. No, I'm talking from, from an tournament? overall tournament perspective right here. I think there will be a shocker in the first round just because we've seen some of those games this year. The only shocking play. result would be if one of the top three lose in the first round. I, would, would you be that shocked to see one of the top three yes. lose? Yes, I wouldn't. Would. Because there was a great disparity between the top three and everyone else. It's not like Pepperdine's playing St. Mary's. That would be in the semis. I, w- I would be shocked if the top three lose uh, the quarterfinal. BYU is not going to lose to Santa Clara. Oh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> the disrespect again. Yeah, it's Broncos. Not, it's yeah, not the, BYU's playing Gonzaga on Monday. It's just, <laughs> they're, they're not going to. I sound like Jenny. <laughs> I, I just expect something weird to happen. I really expect something weird to happen at this year's tournament. Yeah, let's get weird. And I expect at least one BYU team to win the tournament. At least one. Do you expect the women more than the men? I expect at they're least the one, one seed, BYU should, right? team to win. If they're the, the one seed, they should win the tournament. Yet they were five and one at last year, so that tells you kind of how wide open it can be. If BYU wins, let's say on either the men's or the women's side, will the West or Coast both. Conference or both will the West Coast Conference get two teams in their respective NCAA tournaments? That is just one of the many questions that we have on our mind as we begin our coverage in Las Vegas. And we are now joined by Paul Sabin, who works for ESPN on the analytics team and received his bachelor's and master's degrees from BYU, now a Ph.D. candidate at Virginia Tech. Paul, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Hello, how are you guys doing? We are fantastic. And again, Paul is on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Okay, Paul, we're going to put your expertise to the test now. What is the difference between the best teams per se in a conference and the most deserving teams when it comes to getting into the NCAA tournament? Yeah, so when you think about, this is a question a lot of people have, um, you know, the best teams don't necessarily always win, right? But if you have a perfect record or you have a good record for your schedule, you deserve to get into the tournament. So we've developed a couple things here. One, which is our basketball power index, which is supposed to measure how good you are, but then your strength of record, which is how hard was it to get to where you are with your wins and losses, given who you played and where you played them. So, um, you know, that's one area that BYU's record right now is not very good for who they've played, but they are a better team than that. So, you know, our BPI metric shows that they're, um, I think, 59th, so that would put them in the top 68 teams, but their record is only the 84th best given who they've played. Let's break down uh, maybe the round-by-round chances of BYU winning and the overall chance of winning the West Coast Conference Tournament. What do the numbers say? Yeah, so right now we project that you know they have about a 90% chance of winning that first game, which I think you know we expect them to. And then um, once they win that first game, um, they're not favored against Gonzaga, but not heavily an underdog either. So about a 34% chance that they win both of the first two games, and then about 16% that they can go all the way. 16% for BYU to run the table and win three games in Las Vegas. We're being joined by Paul Sabin, member of the analytics team at ESPN. If BYU does take that 60% shot and actually win the West Coast Conference Tournament and get into the big dance, what are their chances of advancing in the field of 68 
So that would um, depend mostly on who they play. So, as I said, they're um, they're what we think are about you know, 59th, 60th best team right now. Um, so it depends who they play. So if they play someone in the 40 to 60 range, which they could, um, there's a lot of teams that are overseeded in the tournament. So their seed is higher than maybe how good they are, and there are a lot of teams that are underseeded in the tournament. Um, you know, in the West Coast, we think right now that maybe Gonzaga, if they make it, or St. Mary's, if they make it, might be a little bit underseeded. That they're a little bit better than that 11 seed that people are projecting them to be at. So it really just depends on who they play. They they would have a shot, I think, to win to win one game. They're good enough; they could win one game. Going beyond that, uh, there's there's never never say never in the tournament. Absolutely, and it's about getting into that tournament. Um, yeah, the West Coast Conference to me. Looks like a one-bid league. What are the numbers telling you? Yeah, so our numbers actually would, would say that both St. Mary's and Gonzaga have earned the right to be in the tournament. Really? Um, Gonz- right now? Yes, right wow. now. Um, although some of the analysts, like Joe Lenardi, say that they're both on the, on the bubble right now. They're both an 11 seed. Gonzaga is the first team out. St. Mary's is barely in. Um, but we have St. Mary's having earned about an eight seed and the Gonzaga having earned about a 10 seed. So not super strong, but they do deserve to be in there. ESPN analytics specialist Paul Sabin with this. You can follow him at Sabin Analytics. Paul, do you ever get tired of looking at numbers? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I find that hard to believe, man. All day, every day. Is there ever a time you just want to be like, no numbers, please. I just, I need, I need a break. Uh, well, when when the numbers are are basketball and football, it's it's pretty easy to to always be working on it. Fair enough. Fair enough. You work on BPI, I believe. Basketball Power Index is is the number. There, there, a lot of people talk about RPI. Why not? ESPN pushes BPI. Why is BPI valuable? So yeah, RPI is not a good measure of how good a team is. It mostly measures who you what your record is and versus the record of the teams you've beaten. BPI takes a lot more into account, where it takes into account um, if the team you've played is good, even if they don't have a strong record, or you know if their strength is if you've played the games on the road versus at home. Whereas RPI doesn't take any of that into account. If you beat a team on the road by five, that might be a lot harder than winning at home by ten because you ha- every team has a home court advantage, a college, ba- college basketball, and it, it's fairly strong. Yet the RPI still weighs so heavily on the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee's mind. So, Paul, <clears throat> we'll put in a good word for you with the NCAA, try and get that BPI <laughs> in there instead of the RPI. Yep, I think RPI could definitely get a little bit better. <laughs> Paul, thanks so much for the time, and uh, good luck with the numbers, man. Thank you. Paul Saban on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. He brings up an interesting point, uh, which is updated Lenardi. So here's what it is. St. Mary's is a 10 seed with Lenardi. Gonzaga is the last team in right now. So the Zags are in, but barely. The last team in, according to Lenardi. He gave 90% chance to beat Santa Clara, 34% chance to win both of those, and then 16% to win all three. If BYU it's beats Gonzaga, to beat Santa if Clara. BYU beats Gonzaga <laughs> on Monday night, are the Zags out? Are they out? Yes, you have to get you have to get to Tuesday night if you're one of the if you're the big three in the WCC. You have to. What about the BYU women? What's the biggest hurdle they will have to overcome 
if they plan to return to Provo as champions again. We'll ask assistant coach Melinda Bendall next. This is BYU Sports Nation. The game face is on. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. We're live in Las Vegas. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN. The West Coast Conference Basketball Championships start today. Four games all on BYU TV starting at 3 Eastern time. Pacific and Pepperdine, that's the matchup BYU's interested in. They play the winner of that one tomorrow. Followed by LMU Portland, USD UCF, and Santa Clara Gonzaga. All women's games today on BYU TV. What are your expectations for BYU basketball at the West Coast Conference Tournament? At Everyday Jess says, I expect them, and especially Kyle Collinsworth, to fight like dragons. That's a reference to Kyle Collinsworth's comments yesterday uh, saying he's going to fight like a dragon uh, down here. Yeah, we're working on the Photoshop on that. At <laughs> Takia Shro, I expect hot shooting in the hot weather. Chase and Nick love hot weather. Now, it, th- this gym is, I, I wouldn't say it's cold. Like the Marriott Center when it's empty, it's a little warmer. So maybe that's Nick Emery's thing because Nick Emery, to me, is the Y fact for B- the BYU men in this tournament. When everybody else is sweating like crazy, Nick Emery's like, oh, yeah, this is this is what it needs that, to be. That's when thoracic outlet syndrome is nice. I don't know. <laughs> like, it, that's a weird thing to say. Making her BYU Sports Nation debut now from the BYU women's basketball team is Melinda Bendall, assistant coach, and technically speaking, Melinda, the most outspoken coach oh, on the floor, right? Here it comes already. <laughs> one time. One time. You have one technical foul? Career or this year? <laughs> <laughs> Do you keep this track career wise? Okay, one. so you have one. How did that happen? Yeah, well. It just, it was early on in the conference and things were getting a little heated on our St. Mary's game and (laughs) one thing led to the next. I was sitting in my chair and I outspokenly yelled over the back. Okay. And the official didn't like that too. And that deserved a (laughs) technical? That was the two-finger T that oh, I got. It was the, it was, it was, I wanted, it was like, the, t- the full thing, yeah. but I got the two-finger two T. Two-finger? Now, I gave Come Dan on. Nielsen credit for that technical you foul did. on the broadcast, and he was like, what's up with that, man? That was Melinda. <laughs> I loved it. We harassed him for a, a while. I was like, Dan, you really got to quiet it down. I mean, you're getting a little rowdy. Over the back. Week. Over the back. The two-finger T. I've like, really insulting. slowed it down since then. I really, wow. you know, some of the officials have even said, you know, like, what's going on? You're, you're sitting, you're in seat. You're, What's going on? you got to get They're a little aware. more rowdy. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I learned my lesson. <laughs> you guys are about to practice. Um, what's the practice like today is you don't even know what team you play tomorrow, and you, you want to be well-rested but still get a good walkthrough. Yeah. Um, this whole week we, we've kind of been preparing for both teams. We've scouted both of them. We, I mean, at this point you're familiar with the teams you're playing, their offenses. So we've taken Tuesday and Wednesday, one day, one team, the other team the next day and and today we'll just get ourselves comfortable with the gym that's mostly why we're here to get some shots up and on the on this court and get comfortable here is it um you know lexi right out just said hey the Marriott center is kind of cold nick emery has talked about that w- what do you think of this yeah, gym so far it's great we for whatever reason the last five years we've been in this conference uh we've played well here so this being our fifth year but our, i mean we've we've showed up we've we've played well we've won big games here so we're excited i we we have a great Roll. We've been rolling here, so we'll hope to keep, keep it continuing. Last year, BYU as the five seed kind of shocked everyone and won three games down here, uh, beat St. Mary's on a buzzer beater, knocked off Gonzaga, and then handled San Francisco. Now you're in the role that Gonzaga was in last year as the number one overall seed. So 
given that those two years are being juxtaposed, what are you telling your team this year around? Yeah. Um, last year was different, you know, kind of a, a, a nothing to lose approach. We knew we didn't have much of an NCAA shot unless we won the tournament. And so that motivation was there this way, that way this year. Uh, it's a different perspective for sure. I, we, we feel pretty confident we're in the NCAA tournament already. Yeah. Yeah. You're in. We're in. Okay, you're in. Yeah. So it's a different perspective, but this is the point where you want to be playing your best basketball. And for us to do anything and make any noise in the NCAA tournament, we got to get ourselves going right, you know. And everyone feels a little unsettled, ending on a loss in the conference. But I think hopefully it's one of those things that kind of sets our minds right and gets ourselves focused for this week. What's the conversation like been since Saturday? Because you guys have been on a roll, and in the big scheme of things, that was just one loss, a bump in the road. Yeah. Yet it was against Gonzaga, and it was by 18. Has that affected the team in any way, or are you coming into Vegas excited and hungry? I think they're excited. Yeah, you know, it always is a little hiccup. It kind of sitting on a loss for a week is a long week for everyone, you know, especially the coaches. You feel like, man, are we okay? We're 25 and 5, but all you can worry about is that last loss. But I think we've done a good job. We're going to forget about it. We're going to move on. And there's something about what you do during the season to to prepare for this. We've beaten both Pacific and Pepperdine twice, and so we need to come in with a little bit of swagger and a little bit of confidence, realizing what we just did wasn't easy. And to come in first, we deserve it. Lex- so we, sh- we show up that way. Lexi Rideouts mentioned that there is some extra swagger when you're playing in those pink uniforms. Maybe it's because she hit that half-court shot in the she pink liked uniforms. She- <laughs> did you bring him down to Vegas? No, but she did bring her pink shoes. Okay. She did mm. bring her pink shoes. I know, the, the jerseys, after that first game, before she hit that shot, Juddy looked at me and he's like, do we have to wear those again? He's like... I was ready to burn those uniforms. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was they too. Were awesome. I, I, they were awesome, and I was the one that got them all together. I was excited about it, and then when that game got close, I was like, "Oh no, here we go!" Like <laughs> it'll be the uniforms fall. It'll be something, the distraction. Somebody else. It's like someone do something big, and Lexi pulled out for us. I just remembered that. Didn't you hit like a half court buzzer beater? I was a part of a half court buzzer beater. I passed the ball into Jenny oh, you Kill. Pa- okay, Jenny so Kill my hit. Teammate, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. That's Overtime right. against Wyoming, our senior year, she hit a buzzer a buzzer beater. It was, was like awesome. to the right. To the right. Yeah, she ran down the court. court. That's right. Awesome story. Right before that, she broke her nose, and she looked up to me. She's like, Melinda, my nose. I'm like, you're good. It looks great. <laughs> <laughs> Took the ball out of bounds. She hit the buzzer beater. And then after, I'm like, it's so broken. It's because it's- of me that you were okay. Because if you had been like, whoa, <laughs> you look messed up. <laughs> you need to get out. She's no. not making that I'm like, shot. You're good. If, oh, so let's man. do this. So if Lexi would have hit that shot with a, a broken nose, that would have equaled that. It probably would have been right We just either. learned. No. Wow. That was awesome. <laughs> Jexy, or <laughs> Jexy, Lexi loves her pink shoes. What would it take to get Juddy in a pair of those pink Nikes? Hey, I, I will say this. It's someone who just gives him an idea and he'll run with it. He came up to me after that. He's like, we should all be in pink shoes for that game, don't you think? I was like, yeah, uh, sure. Why not? He's like, yeah, I, th- I think I need some pink shoes next game. Can next you get time Judd- we do pink game, we're doing it. Doesn't like, he have like size done. 15 feet? Yeah, what yes. size? 14. He's 14. 14. Size 14. Wow. <laughs> if I can get six, him to wear new shoes, though, that's that's the key. So we got, we're good. Is he he's, superstitious he's, that way? The same shoes? He's a little that? superstitious. He likes comfortable shoes. He doesn't like all this new gear. It's tight and this, that. He just wants the good old. He kind of reminds me of Bill Belichick. I just yeah, yeah, those yeah, yeah. He just wants the cotton hoodie. That's all he wants. The cotton, yeah, exactly. Can you imagine just him showing up on the bench with a hoodie? Oh, let's go. <laughs> he, if he could, he, he would. He would. He's on TV way too much to do that. Maybe a, maybe a road game or something. Yeah. Melinda, who on this team right now reminds you of yourself when you played at BYU? 
Oh man! So you can you can go a couple ways here. You can just compare yourself to like the best players. I know. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, Lexi Aaron and Kalani, Thorne. Probably, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, honestly, I there I find myself a little bit in each each of these players. But um, if I was going to say one person, probably Cassie Broadhead, and. I'd like to say Kenzie because I was the defensive stopper. I, I that was my role, but I sure didn't shoot the ball like Kenzie. She's got a nice stroke, so I, I was the defensive player. But I, I averaged the most in assists, so that was my thing: assists and and taking care of the ball. I mean, my my years at BYU was kind of interesting. I came in as a two guard, three guard, and then ended up playing point guard because of injuries and people not finishing. So it, it just was kind of a crazy deal, but it, it worked. So, were you Melinda Johnson the whole time you were at Johnson. BYU? I I was. You never had the triple name in effect. Nope, the triple name came after. Okay, that's always nice for the play-by-play. Good to know. Yeah, <laughs> twenty-four and five, uh, sixteen and two in conference. You start two and three. Did you guys expect to be this good before the season? Did you have an idea of okay, we could be pretty good? You know, I I think you always undersell yourselves. We were we knew we we could be good if these pieces all fell in the right spot and people accepted the roles that they were given and early on no after those first few losses we're like wow that's the moment as a coach like it's gonna be a long year <laughs> it's gonna be a long year but we know we knew we had we had created a hard schedule and then we were hoping it was gonna it was gonna make us better it was gonna prepare us for now this is this is why we did it preseason for now and to see some of those big names to play Texas A&M to play Georgia to play Penn State to you know have those names so then you get on the, in the NCAA tournament and all of a sudden you're matched with a a bigger name you don't look at it like oh wow you know, like there's that there's that feeling sometimes when you haven't seen those teams that all of a sudden can we hang with these guys and and we can and we proved it. Despite the loss at Gonzaga, had a two point lead going into the fourth quarter, end up losing by 18. ESPN's bracketologist Charlie Cram still has you as a six seed right now. Do you feel like that's a fair assessment of what this team has put together in terms of a resume? You know, I think it is. I think anyone that's played at Gonzaga knows it's a tough place to play. It was their senior night. All, I mean, they had a lot going for them. And, and yeah, we, we've let the kind of the wheels come off the fourth quarter. But from what we've done from, from September, first day of practice, till now, absolutely. I think we deserve it. Will we get it? You never know. Uh, you we never shall know. see. That is, that is the question, yes. isn't it? I think your team is uh, like... 0.2 seconds away from practicing. So we will now allow you to leave Perfect. and go down and take care of your real job. Awesome. If that's cool. Thank you so much. We appreciate all you guys do can, for us. Can we get some half short half court shots up after? Uh, done. Okay. Done. We're going <laughs> to come down. You and Lexi, we'll see who who gets closer. Jared uh, wants one of those shooting shots. Yeah, me versus Lexi. Let's go. Let's Done. go. You guys, you you have whatever you want. You just ask. Oh, wow. thank you. That's really all nice. Right. That's really nice. Melinda, great to talk to you. Good thank luck. Thank you. Coming up on BYU Sports Nation from Las Vegas. What are some of the biggest highlights expected from this year's West Coast Conference Tournament? Associate Commissioner Jeff Toriel is back with us again as part of an annual tradition at the Orleans Arena. He joins us next to talk about the WCC Tournament. BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Welcome back, sports friends. Live from Las Vegas, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We're just hanging out at the Orleans Arena. And you can see behind us, 
BYU women's basketball has taken the floor. They are practicing for their matchup tomorrow. They await the winner of the 8-9 game, which will be shown later on BYU TV. Absolutely. That's uh, that's coming up today, 3 Eastern. That uh, begins our coverage of four games. But tomorrow at 3 Eastern, Pacific and Pepperdine, the winner of that game, will play BYU live on BYU TV. But more importantly, right after this, we're going to go down and get some half-court shots up, assuming we get permission from... Jeff Toriel at the league. I did yeah. ask Melinda. I think we need to ask Jeff, though. Okay. We'll, we'll definitely float that out there. Hopefully he doesn't shoot you down, man. <laughs> if not, I'll just wander out there and probably put him up anyway. I'll be honest. Quickly refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. 2016 BYU football schedule was announced. The game at Boise State moved from Saturday, October 22nd to Thursday, October 20th. The Cougars also just finished their second practice of the spring as well. Second-ranked men's volleyball swept seventh-ranked Hawaii last night in three sets, which means the school record sweep streak is at 11 matches, 33 sets. It's been 40 days since they've lost a set. My goodness. Ben Patch had 22 kills in three sets. That's a crazy number for three. If they had gone five sets and he had 22, that'd still be good. It's uh, They have a rematch on Friday night, BYU and Hawaii. Over seven kills per set for Ben Patch. In I mean, if you have Woo. four and a half, you lead the country. BYU baseball begins a three-game series at Kansas today for Eastern. You can watch that live on ESPN3. Tanner Chauncey coming up uh, in the next segment live from Lawrence. Softballs at the Wildcat Invitational in Tucson playing Mount St. Mary's. And 15th-ranked Arizona, the first game starts 6 Eastern today. Okay, now we've waited long enough. We ne- this is a tradition that we have. Unlike any other. From the Orleans Arena and the West Coast Conference Tournament to have WCC Associate Commissioner Jeff Toriel with us. Jeff, welcome back to the set, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me here. The first guest on the TV version of this show was two years ago, and it was Jeff Toriel. It was you! And it's been nothing but downhill since. <laughs> <laughs> the show has been terrible since. We set the bar really high. And now we're hoping to bring it back up a little bit today. Uh, you're a longtime Atlanta Braves fan, so naturally at a basketball tournament, we're going to talk some spring baseball. This awesome. is also a tradition. Yes. Yeah. And what's, what's the outlook for the Braves this year? Not as terrible as last year, which is an improvement. We'll okay. Take it. We'll take it. Improvement as a, is improvement. As a Mariners fan, that is the goal as well. <laughs> yeah, just, how many games will we miss the playoffs by this year? <laughs> Fewer than last year. Yeah, that's a success. Exactly. That's so sad. So sad. Okay, now for the other stuff. When you look at this year's West Coast Conference Tournament, what are the, the new twists or turns or different uh, approaches that you have to the 2016 version? Well, I don't, I don't know that it's new, but... I'd like to highlight the fact that I think this will be the most competitive we've seen mm-hmm. maybe ever on, on both sides. Um, as you both know, the, the regular season was, was wild. Absolutely. And it's a little cliche to say anything can happen, but honest to goodness, I mean, the the regular season, from one game to the next, you had no idea who was going to win. And I, I can't wait to see how this plays out because I don't have a clue. Yeah, this is typically Gonzaga's tournament, and you got to beat them, kind of got to go through them, but... St. Mary's replaces five starters, and they win the league. Gonzaga appeared to be a da- have a down year. They tied for the league championship. I mean, yeah, it's wide open. Is, it, is there a, co- a concern that maybe it's a one-bid league at this point, or you think maybe two can get in? Oh, it's always a concern, and you, you never know until Selection Sunday. But, I, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty confident that right, right now we would be a multi-bid league. And, you know, again, who knows what's going to happen here this week, but that's why it's fun. Maybe some sleepless nights, but it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fun, bloodshot eyes. Yeah, exactly. I'm having a no, I'm just kidding. Jeff Toriel with us. You're describing all of us, <laughs> yes, probably. You correct. more, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the associate commissioner with us on BYU Sports Nation. What needs to happen uh, in terms of 
If okay, so I I, pro, I pose the question that if BYU on the men's and women's side, they let's say they win their tournaments, do does a team like St. Mary's on the men's side do they do you think they have enough as an at-large team? And is there anybody on the women's side if the number one seed BYU Cougars win that that they get in? You know, on the women's side, I think I think St. Mary's is in the discussion. Their their loss at Pepperdine certainly did not serve them well. Um, on the men's side, I think St. Mary's is is there if they were to. If they were to get to the final and, and lose to BYU in that scenario, I think I think they have a pretty good shot. Um, you know, one one has one can question their scheduling during non-conference play, but you know it's, it was a stronger schedule they've had years past. They played Stanford, they played at Cal, um, they played Grand Canyon, which is actually a pretty good RPI game that they mm-hmm. just it won just a couple of days ago. Just bumped them up ten spots That's in right. the RPI. That's right, and so uh, I, you know I think that will help them, and I think in Gonzaga's case, if they were to not win the tournament. The, you know the fact that they don't have the top 50 wins that they've traditionally had they they've scheduled it they scheduled UCLA they scheduled Arizona they went down to the Bahamas and played it in a heck of a tournament so so they did everything on paper they obviously just would feel more comfortable if they had a few more wins uh, HBO has this you know five part series I think three in the books that I've been watching uh, on Gonzaga what's that been like from the league perspective to be showcased like that Oh it's fantastic exposure I mean we we love it and and, and kudos to Gonzaga for getting that set up with their multimedia rights holder and, and we're obviously working with HBO who you know all of their programming is fantastic when they when they put together those original sports series and yeah, it's like one. a hard knocks leave Schreiber even voices it and everything yeah. it oh, is it's and intense. it's um so so we haven't had much involvement i've just been been watching on the couch like everybody else although they'll they'll be here um and you know there, a lot goes into that behind the scenes as you both can probably appreciate um but we're excited to have them here and you know if they stick around for a while that that will be great exposure for us while we're on the topic of national publicity, ESPN's A-team of Brent Musburger and Dick Vitale are going to be here at the Orleans Arena to do some games for ESPN. So how did how did that all come about? Well, I think, you know, a little bit is the stars aligned. I mean, you know, we certainly don't want to take the credit for it. But I also think um, that it's part of the fact that our tournament is earlier than, than, than some others. So we're earlier in the week. So we have that spotlight to ourselves. That helps. Um, and... You know, again, people nationally, often you read on the web that, oh, it's the West Coast Conference, it's a down year, it's a one-bid league. Well, maybe, we, we'll find out, but Musburger and Vitale are here, so ESPN doesn't certainly view us that way. Yeah, and and it's smart to know, okay, where do we fit in the universe, and we can have a two a Tuesday night and be showcased in this way. That's by design from the league, right, so that you can get it, make sure you're in cahoots with ESPN, right? That, that's correct. I mean, we work with ESPN on that, but it's not contractually required that we have to be on Tuesday. We could choose to move to the following weekend if we wanted, but our championship game would probably be Friday at 10 a.m. or something like that. If it was to be on ESPN or correct, ESPN. Okay. correct, or we could opt to not be on ESPN. Prime time on a Tuesday greater than uh, at 10 a.m. at Friday. Well, and the other benefit. <laughs> so as as you know, we've been Tuesday now for a couple of years. Prior to that, we were on the Monday night, and since we moved to the Tuesday, our Monday first semifinal is still on ESPN. So that's two straight nights we lead yeah. in the Sports Center. We've had record ratings each of the last two years on ESPN. Um, we've had our press conferences shown on ESPN. Obviously, top 10 plays that kind of thing. It's served us pretty well. Um, that's not to say that we'll be in this position forever. We'll see. But um, certainly I think it's worked well for the time being. The man is earning his money. These are all the little intricate details that you have to worry about. Uh, when you, This is such a popular tournament in Las Vegas, and it's been dominated by the Gonzaga fan base. Like They travel so well from Spokane. Is this their spring break? Do they always line that up? Is that how that works? 
I honestly am not sure. I believe it is, but I don't know for That's sure. That's smart which if they do that, right? Which is brilliant on they their part. They bus everybody down here or something? Yeah. I don't think you'd bus. That's a little fun. <laughs> no. They fly everyone in planes down here? If there are any other ways to get tickets or remaining tickets for individual sessions, how do fans that want to come and participate in this event, how do they get a hold of those? That's a great question, Spencer. I'm glad you asked, and I didn't tell you to ask that, but I do appreciate it. Um, <laughs> If any tickets are available for single session, they'd go on sale that the morning of that day's games at 10 a.m. We also knew this year have a package for just Monday and Tuesday's games with ticket prices starting at 175 available at the Orleans. Jeff Toriel, the Associate Commissioner of the West Coast Conference with us on BYU Sports Nation. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you guys so much. We wish you the best moving forward. <coughs> Excuse me, and thank you. Get some sleep, man. It's been two years. If you can. Excuse me again. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's been two years since we've had Jeff on here. I know. This is year number well, three, we had, right? Well, we had him last year, year too. Year number but. three. At yeah, least you awesome. have hair this year, dude. Yeah, it's true. Up next, we go live to the land of the Jayhawks and talk live with BYU baseball infielder Tanner Chauncey. He joins us live on a game day. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, live from the Orleans Arena, nine locations this show has broadcasted in since we launched our simulcast two years Here ago are, at man. this very place. If you miss an episode of the show live, watch the rebroadcast weeknights starting at 6 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV. Today, the West Coast Conference Basketball Championships began four games all on BYU TV starting at 3 Eastern time on BYU TV. Pacific and Pepperdine, the winner of that plays BYU tomorrow. LMU, Portland, USDU, uh, USF, Santa Clara, and Gonzaga. All women's games today. Uh, some men's games being played tomorrow. So, uh, Or a, a men's game, the 8-9, BYU women in action tomorrow. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, BYU TV, ESPN have all the games uh, from the West Coast Conference Tournament. BYU baseball got off to their best start in program history at 6-0. and They're now 7-1 and after taking 3-4 of from Samford in Birmingham, Alabama. And... Baseball infielder Tanner Chauncey joins us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Tanner, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me, guys. We heard that your bus broke down yesterday. What uh, is the story there? Yeah, so it was a long day of travel yesterday. So we left um, Provo at about 11 a.m., went to the airport. Our flight got delayed there. We flew through Denver, then to Kansas City, and when we got to Kansas City, um, we were on the bus and it just wouldn't start, so... We had to wait for about half an hour for another bus to come pick us up, and then we took that one for probably about a 45-minute bus ride um, over here to Lawrence. So we got in probably about 9 or 10 o'clock last night, so it was a long day for us. That's just prepping you for the minors, right? <laughs> yeah, something like that. I heard, I heard the traveling's pretty bad in the minors. What, yeah. what do you do to keep yourself entertained on multiple plane and bus rides? Uh, there's a lot of things. I mean... Mostly phone games, you know, iPhone games, um, listening to music, that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, we all downloaded a new game yesterday, and, and we're playing that quite a bit on the bus while we were waiting for the other bus to get there and, and things like that. But it's fun. It's, it's a good time to, to bond with the teammates and, and all the guys and stuff. And what game was that? <laughs> it's called Clash Royale. You know, I, I feel like I'm advertising it or something like that. But, <laughs> but you know, it's a fun game. Jerem's you know, downloading it right now. It. Yeah, Jerem's going to <laughs> download it up game right, right now. now. I have good Wi-Fi, too, so this is good. BYU baseball sure. infielder Tanner Chauncey with us on BYU Sports Nation, joining us live from Lawrence, Kansas. It's a game day for BYU baseball. It's free. Excellent. Oh, yeah, well, there you go, Jerem. <laughs> just, just download it already, okay? <laughs> Tanner, from a player's standpoint, what has been the biggest reason for the hot start for BYU baseball? 
Um, you know, there's a lot of things. I think the main thing is, though, you know, that we're playing relaxed. Um, there's a lot of confidence with this team. We all know, you know, we can play. We're talented. Um, and we kind of just are playing that way. You know, we're, we're not trying to do too much. Um, if one of us, you know, makes a mistake or, or doesn't have a good at bat or, or something like that, you know, we, we know that there's going to be the guy behind us in the lineup is going to pick us up. So, you know, there's, there's not a whole lot of pressure on, you know, a single guy or, or anything like that to perform at a high level. You know, it's just happening um, kind of just because that pressure isn't, there's not a whole lot of pressure on, on anybody, you know. We, we all have confidence in our teammates and you know their abilities as well. It's been fun to follow because you guys set the school record, 6-0 and start, 7-1. and Now you have an important series with Kansas, who played a close game of, of two with uh, fifth-ranked Oregon State. I think it was 3-1. So what do you expect from this series with Kansas? They're going to be a good team. I mean, they're a Big 12 program, um, so obviously they're going to be talented. Um, they're going to be well-coached. Um, but, you know, we're, we're really confident going into this series. The way we're playing lately, um, our pitching staff, our, our lineup, you know, we know what we're kind of going to get from, from our guys. And if we continue to play our game and, and do what we've been doing these first two series, you know, we're going we're gonna to hopefully win this series, you know, at least two out of three. Hopefully we can sweep them. Um, but, yeah, they're going to be a good team. Um, we have good scouting reports on them, so we kind of know what we're going to get from them. Um, but I think we're all pretty confident that we're going to come – come away with this from this series with with a series win tanner chauncey jr i believe first baseman now tanner is that what i should call you yeah it, t- it sounds weird but yeah I, i've been playing first base probably the first time since i've played first base since i was like three or four years old you played but first yeah. base when you were three years old <laughs> I, I remember playing first base in t-ball um coach pitch you know they always put the guy that can catch um at first base because usually guys are hitting hitting the ball soft to, to the pitcher or something. And so you usually put your best guy at pitcher in first base. And it's usually a two-man game on defense. Um, so I remember playing first base back in those days, but it's been a while since I've played there. That's defense. Offensively, it seems like there's a lot of good bats in this lineup. What's that been like to go into uh, games knowing, okay, we're going to put up some runs here? Yeah, exactly. Um, kind of like what I was saying, you know, there's not a whole lot of pressure if, if you get up with, with a guy on base. Um and you don't execute, or, or you know, you make it, you make a bad swing, or something at the plate. You know that the next guy um, is going to come up and put a good swing on the ball and, and drive in a run. So I, I think kind of that mentality, that mentality of, of not having a lot of pressure, not trying to do too much, um, is kind of helping us out. And, and you know, hitting is contagious, like they say. So we've definitely seen that early on in the season, and hopefully can keep it rolling. You know, just just swinging at good pitches. Um, taking balls, giving what the taking what the pitchers are giving us. You know, if they're if they're throwing a lot of off speed stuff, we're going to go up there and look look for that stuff. You know, early on in, in the count. Um, so just those kind of things are, are kind of helping our our offensive approach and and helping us put good swings on the ball and and getting a lot of base hits. Tanner, I can tell you that in your hometown, Las Vegas, where we are right now, it's beautiful. It's going to be eighty degrees today. What's <laughs> I'm the, jealous. What's the weather like in Lawrence? It's actually not too bad. Um, it's a little bit chilly. Um, it's pretty windy, though. So it, it's never fun to play play a baseball game in the wind. But it should be sunny, probably in, in the mid-50s or something like that. Um, probably like 20 miles an hour winds, though. So that, that could make for an interesting game. Um, but hopefully it dies down a little bit by game time. But it, the weather's pretty nice. Probably not as nice as Vegas, but... No, that's how it is. We'll be inside all day, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, Tanner, uh, make your case for being uh, number one in the Tanner Power Rankings on campus at BYU. Oh, geez. 
I don't know. I, I, that's a tough case for me to make. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, no I, I mean, it's not. We're in the top two. Played, Why should you be in the top two? I'm at least in the top two, right? You okay. played first base as a three-year-old, Tanner. <laughs> the other guy's yeah, just practicing that, right now. Yeah, that probably that probably helps me out. You know, <laughs> us being in, us being in season right now. Um, that's probably my best case I have. You know, the all the BYU fans should you know follow BYU baseball and our season games a little more than than football spring practice. How about that? <laughs> Let's just follow all of them all the time. That's what I said. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Watch BYU Sports Nation. We'll cover all of it. Tanner, we appreciate the time, man. Good luck uh, in Lawrence, Kansas, as you open up a three-game series with the Jayhawks. And congratulations on the seven and one start. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Tanner Chauncey on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. You can watch the Cougars and Jayhawks for Eastern on ESPN3. Cool to have them broadcast so you can watch them. So you can watch West Coast Conference Basketball Tournament today if you want and uh, BYU-Kansas. What are your expectations for BYU Basketball at the West Coast Conference Tournament? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At CL underscore living. What happens in Vegas doesn't stay in Vegas. Tournament train leaves from there. Will BYU be on that tournament train? We got the hat. We got the we got the sound. Oh, second, Michael Hunter is up oh, and yeah. hustling to give us the tournament yeah. train hat once again. Yeah, the snapback. It's so cool. <laughs> we need Anson. Anson is the <laughs> only guy that can make this thing like look semi cool. Anson's from Vegas as well. Yeah, just uh, Tanner Tanner Johnson. Yeah, from Vegas as you mentioned at Nick. Lee 51. I expect to win. They have no choice. They have no choice. I hate the Raiders, Chargers <laughs> fan, but Al Davis was right. Just win, baby. Yeah, be, it, this is so interesting because BYU's never had to win this tournament to get in. I mean, I mean the, well, the NIT year when they went, they lost to San Diego in the first. We weren't screaming, hey, they have to win the ch- championship, and we weren't tra- this, they have to win or they are not in. So that it's pressure, been a while. it's been a while since that they pressure felt that. May, may get them in in some way. It might. Enough to make Kyle Collinsworth play like a dragon. Like a dragon. Peach Dragon's also coming out this summer, the live action. What is it, Jungle Book and Peach Dragon? What's going on? You seriously need to be a movie critic as like a side gig. That's what you need to do. I I took AP English. I don't want to break things down that much that aren't sports. I really don't. (laughs) Ah, movies, maybe. You're yeah, right. of course. You love movies. I like sports more. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, anything and everything else relevant across BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jerem and the women. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. The 2016 BYU football schedule was officially announced. The game at Boise State was moved from Saturday, October 22nd to Thursday, October 20th. The Cougars also had their second spring football practice today. Defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki just told the media the strongest defensive group so far is the linebackers. Volleyball. Second-ranked BYU men's volleyball sweeping seventh-ranked Hawaii last night in three sets, which means the school record sweep streak is now at 11 matches and 33 sets. We need a broom up here, man. They haven't lost a set in 40 days. Crazy. Ben Patch had 22 kills in those three sets. Rematch between Hawaii and BYU on Friday night. Baseball. We just talked to Tanner Chauncey live from Lawrence, Kansas. The BYU baseball team begins a three-game series today for Eastern live on ESPN3. Softball. At the Wildcat Invitational in Tucson, Arizona, playing St. Mary's and 15th-ranked <laughs> Arizona 
Good luck to the ladies. First game starts at 6 p.m. Eastern. Swimming and diving. The men and women's teams began competition in the American Short Course Championship in Austin, Texas, starting at 10.15 earlier this morning. Eastern time. Soccer. The BYU semi-pro men's team featured in an article today in English paper The Guardian. That's pretty yeah, That's pretty cool. Every couple of years, the New York Times has featured the men's soccer team, too. They play during the summer. They're kind of in single-A base, like the baseball equivalent of single-A soccer. They're semi-pro. They don't play uh, in the NCAA. Um, there is men's soccer in the NCAA, but BYU is not in that. Uh, so they p- do the best with that situation. And featured in an article in a paper in London? Yeah. That's the cool. Guardian? There you go. Love this tweet in from Is at- that in Harry Potter? Yeah, listen, listen to this tweet from at Ben to the future. We just talked to Tanner Chauncey of BYU Baseball. He asks, is it a requirement for BYU athletes named Tanner to wear number 12? Because Mangum and Chauncey both wear number 12. We or, need a little more volume there, but yes. Or is it a Vegas thing? Chauncey and Kainakua of the football and team because he wears 12 on defense. Listen, Vegas is, as Brian Keel called it, Cougar Stadium South. Yeah, yeah, Sam Boyd Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> Vegas in general, So do man. they technically lose at home then in the bowl game? Uh, why'd you have to bring up that bowl game, man? <laughs> I thought I thought we talked about not mentioning I'm that bowl so, game. I just was asking here te- in I Vegas. I was asking Mr. Technicalities a technical question. I've changed. I'm a different man okay. here in Vegas. I'm Fair enough. so different. Kyle Collinsworth <laughs> will join us tomorrow. The Dragon himself from Las Vegas. He gets a nickname late in his career. The Dragon. The Dragon. Yeah. He deserves one, don't you think? Are dragons versatile? I'm trying to like. Figure out the triple-double combo. He should be triple-dragon. You know double-dragon? Double-dragon. The the Nintendo game? Kyle should be triple-dragon. Okay. Yes. I'm putting it out there. People are like, I don't no. know if it's going to catch, but we'll okay. put it out there, baby. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. And it's going to Ben Patch. 22 kills and three sets. Another sweep for BYU men's volleyball rematch in Hawaii on Friday. Hopefully they get a chill a little bit in Hawaii today. What are your expectations for BYU basketball at the West Coast Conference Tournament? Our elite tweet of the day from at Everyday Jess. She says, I expect them, and especially Kyle Collinsworth, to fight like dragons. That's right. Kyle will join us on the show tomorrow, as you mentioned. Thanks Triple dragon. Paul Saban, Melissa Bendall, Jeff Torrio, Tanner Chauncey, and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. We're back in Vegas, and it's a beautiful thing.